This is the Adams Road Podcast, an outreach of the Christian music ministry Adams Road. We study verse by verse through the Bible and share music filled with God's Word. Let's start today by listening through Acts chapter 19, verses 5 through 10. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. When Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke with other languages and prophesied. They were about twelve men in all. He entered into the synagogue and spoke boldly for a period of three months, reasoning and persuading about the things concerning God's kingdom. But when some were hardened and disobedient, speaking evil of the way before the multitude, he departed from them and separated the disciples reasoning daily in the school of Tyrannus. This continued for two years, so that all those who lived in Asia heard the word of the Lord Jesus, both Jews and Greeks. Today, Scripture makes it clear when we receive the Holy Spirit. It's when we hear the word of truth, the gospel of our salvation, and believe in Jesus, as we already read about in Ephesians 1.13 and we get further insight with more scripture. Peter's witness to the church of how Cornelius' Gentile household received the Spirit is as follows. As I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell on them, even as on us at the beginning. I remembered the word of the Lord, how he said, John indeed baptized in water, but you will be baptized in the Holy Spirit. If then God gave to them the same gift as us, when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I, that I could withstand God? And that's from Acts 11:15 to 17. You see, while Peter preached the gospel to Cornelius' household, they heard the message and believed in Jesus. When they believed, God gave them the gift of the Holy Spirit. They were baptized in the Holy Spirit. According to Acts 10:44, while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell on all those who heard the word. Here's another verse. The Apostle Paul asked rhetorically to the Galatian church, Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by hearing with faith? And that's Galatians 3 verse 2. The obvious answer, hearing with faith. If you've heard the gospel and believed in Jesus, you can be sure God's Holy Spirit indwells you. Verse 8, he entered into the synagogue and spoke boldly for a period of three months, reasoning and persuading about the things concerning God's kingdom. This was Paul's custom, to the Jews first and also to the Greek. He found his way to the local Jewish synagogue, using that platform to try and reason and persuade Jews and proselytes who attended there the things concerning God's kingdom. He did this for three months, and he did this with boldness. Verses 9 and 10. But when some were hardened and disobedient, speaking evil of the way before the multitude, he departed from them and separated the disciples, reasoning daily in the school of Tyrannus. This continued for two years, so that all those who lived in Asia heard the word of the Lord Jesus, both Jews and Greeks. The proclamation of God's word will draw some people to Jesus 
and harden others. Paul wrote, For we are a sweet aroma of Christ to God, in those who are saved, and in those who perish, to the one a stench from death to death, to the other a sweet aroma from life to life. That's 2 Corinthians 2.15. Those who love the darkness rather than the light will hate what the light exposes, because their works are evil. Those who disobey God will likely despise the message of truth and be hardened by it. Those who submit to the conviction of the Holy Spirit will be softened in heart and walk in obedience. These Ephesian Jews who are hardened and disobedient responded to God's message through Paul by speaking evil of the way before the multitude. It wasn't enough for them to reject God's message for themselves. They were sure to openly oppose the message before the many. They didn't want anyone else to hear or receive God's message through Paul. I suppose misery loves company. Paul gave the synagogue Jews a shot for three months. At some point, their resistance perhaps became overbearing. He had done his part. Now it was time to move on and sow seed in some more fertile ground. Jesus instructs, And if anyone will not receive you or listen to your words, shake off the dust from your feet when you leave that house or town. Matthew 10, 14. Paul moved on. Verse 9 says he departed from them, meaning from the unbelieving Jews who spoke against the way before the people and separated the disciples, reasoning daily in the school of Tyrannus. After three months reasoning and persuading about God's kingdom in the synagogue, Paul wanted to separate those who believed from the hardened and opposing Jews. They needed a new, healthy environment to foster their spiritual growth as infants in Christ. I'd imagine as the opposition from certain unbelieving synagogue Jews snowballed over time, manifesting them, quote, speaking evil of the way before the multitude, end quote, Paul felt the need to separate the new disciples from the confusion and hostile opposition of their Jewish brothers. Jesus said, If your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. And that's from Matthew 5, verse 30. Paul wrote, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? And that's from 2 Corinthians 6, verse 14. Paul then goes on to quote from Leviticus 26, 12, as well as from Isaiah 52, 11, where God says, I will make my dwelling among them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Therefore, go out from their midst, and be separate from them, says the Lord, and touch no unclean thing. Then I'll welcome you, and I will be a father to you, and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. As believers, we are called to separate ourselves from the world for devotion to the Lord, to rid ourselves of any stumbling blocks, weights, obstacles that weigh us down, tempt us, distract us from pursuing and following Jesus. By Paul's action in removing himself and the disciples from the synagogue and finding a new venue to teach, he was essentially saying to the hardened synagogue Jews, Get behind me, Satan. 
Are there times in our lives we need a quote-unquote change of venue? When God saved me out of Mormonism in 2006, I was steeped in a region and culture centered on that religion. I was attending BYU, the LDS-owned private university in the Mecca of Mormonism. When I got saved, I was a junior at BYU. With both academic and music scholarships, that hinged on me maintaining a good standing in that religion. At that time, the BYU Honor Code essentially stated that, in relation to Mormon church members who attended that university, disaffiliation from the Mormon church would result in discontinuation of studies and scholarships, as well as expulsion from the school. To maintain good standing at the university, I needed an ecclesiastical endorsement from my local LDS bishop every six months stating I was in good standing with the church. This endorsement would require my continued profession of Joseph Smith as a true prophet and my professed allegiance to that religion and all its statutes. After I was saved, the temptation was to bite the bullet, remain quote-unquote underground in my newfound faith long enough to graduate. Was receiving scholarships and pursuing a degree going to cause me to pretend to be Mormon and deny the biblical Jesus I had just found and received in pursuit of a worldly achievement? John 12, 42-43, speaking of the Jews in Jesus' day, says, quote, Many, even of the authorities, believed in Jesus, but for fear of the Pharisees, they did not confess it, so that they would not be put out of the synagogue, for they loved the glory that comes from man more than the glory that comes from God. The prospect of caving to the pressure from my peers, friends, and family in Utah was a real temptation. I needed to remove myself from that situation so that I would not be tempted to sin in that way, so that I would not be influenced or seduced by my past life in a way that would cause me to backslide in my faith as a Christian. I needed a healthy environment away from that temptation and with the body of Christ. I needed to be surrounded by believers who could support, disciple, and encourage me in my early walk with Christ. When my wife and I got saved out of Mormonism while at BYU, we felt a call to leave Utah altogether and move to Florida. It was just what we needed. We walked away from our pursuits and accolades at BYU for a new life in Christ and the call we felt He had for us in Florida. That's where my brother, Micah, was, who had also at the time recently left Mormonism for Jesus. He shared the gospel with me after he got saved and encouraged me to read the Bible. So it was only natural to connect with him after my salvation. We found our way to Florida where he had moved. My wife and I also began attending a Christian church there and connected with a Sunday evening small group fellowship of young married couples headed by one of the deacons of the church. It was just the situation we needed to help bring stability as we gathered our footing on the new foundation of Jesus Christ after the foundation of our lives in Mormonism had been washed away. Amazingly, my family still attends this very same Christian church in Winter Garden, Florida, some 17 years later. All of this to simply say, let's not hesitate to separate ourselves from the world for devotion to the Lord to rid ourselves of any stumbling blocks, weights, obstacles that weigh us down, tempt us, 
distract us from pursuing and following Jesus. Maybe there will be times some of us have or will need a new, healthier environment to foster our spiritual growth in Christ. Perhaps there are times in life where a change in venue is just what we need.
That was Great Commission from the Adams Road album, Great Commission. The word is near you In your mouth and in your heart The word of faith that Has been proclaimed The same Lord is Lord of all So everyone the gift of grace and also then believe in your heart God raised him from the dead and you will be saved because of your faith in Jesus the kingdom of heaven is like workers in a field. Some work longer, others join at the last hour, but receive the same wage. I say these things to you who believe in the name of the Son. That you may know that you have eternal life If you confess with your mouth That Jesus is your Lord And accept the gift of grace And also then believe in your heart God raised him from the dead And you will be saved of your faith For with the heart one believes and is justified We are justified by faith And with the mouth one confesses Jesus as Lord and is saved If you your Lord and accept the gift of grace and also then believe in your heart God raised him from the dead and you will be saved because of your faith in Jesus That was Believe and Confess from the Adams Road album, Great Commission. 
This is the Adams Road Podcast, an outreach of the Christian music ministry Adams Road. You can learn more about us at AdamsRoadMinistry.com. Again, that's AdamsRoadMinistry.com. We release a new podcast episode every Saturday. Join us next episode as we examine Acts chapter 19, verses 9 through 12. Grace and peace be with you all.